Art of the Assistant, brought to you from the hills of almost heaven, West Virginia, a podcast created to encourage and assist those who are sitting in the second chair of their ministries and organizations. We have a special guest with us. Clay Bounds is with us today, and he's the assistant golf coach at WVU, home of the Mountaineers. And he's uh, becoming a good friend. He's neighbors with a really good friend of mine. And we're just excited to have Clay on the podcast. Clay, welcome. Yeah, good morning, Pastor Trey. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, it's good to have you here. And and Dan's joining us as well. He's um, actually on the road to Cleveland Clinic. And so he'll be coming in. So if he sounds like he's far away, that's because he is. And but I we're am, glad that, right. <laughs> and but we're glad that he could um and join in. So Clay, we'll get started. And if you would, could you just kind of introduce yourself, tell us about your growing family and and how long you've been here in West Virginia? Yeah, absolutely. Um my name is Clay Bounds and I'm the assistant golf coach at WVU for the for the team. Um I have a wife, her name is Jessica. And two two boys, Chisholm and Indiana. Chisholm is four years old right now. Indiana, he'll be two in June. He's so he's one and a half. Um, so we have a we have a third boy on the way, actually due in May. So we're excited okay. about that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, his his name will be Ryder. Um, kind of like the Ryder Cup in golf. Right. So we thought that'd be a good appropriate name for him. I love it. I love it. Now, I know everybody listening is going to want to know where the other two names came from. So is there a story behind Indiana and Chisholm? There are, yeah. Chisholm is a family name on my side. My my grandmother's maiden name was Chisholm. Okay. Um, And my wife loved the name. And, you know, we we knew, like, our first kid, if it was a boy, we knew we were going to name him Chisholm. Um, so it's a pretty, it's a pretty special name to us, Yeah. uh, being that it was my grandmother's maiden name. And, uh, we, you know, we get compliments on it all the time. Like, you know, people really never heard that name. So, yeah. um, and then Indiana, you know, I, I had a buddy growing up named Indiana and then obviously Indiana Jones is, you know, kind of iconic. So, uh, we both agreed on that name, uh, which was good. So. The, the naming process has been pretty easy, I guess you could say. <laughs> that's that's great. Of course, with a name like Trey, I get it all the time. Where did your name come from? Yeah. Where did that come? So I mm-hmm. wanted you to to share your story there and, and kind of tell that. So you've Absolutely. been in West Virginia how long? I'm in my second year right now. Okay. Uh, we moved up here back in July of 2019. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. I, obviously, I mean – West Virginia is so underrated. We came up here and just started absolutely loving it. That's awesome, man. That's that's great to hear. So, what did um, Sean? Did he know you prior? Did you have your name out there? What what brought you to WVU? Yeah. So you know, to answer that question, um, yes, Sean. Sean and I have known each other for probably twenty eight years. Oh wow! Or so, so we're from the same hometown. Um, he's, he remembers my mom pushing me around on, on, in the stroller on the golf course. <laughs> wow. It was that long. Ago. And, uh, so Sean, you know, Sean worked at the clubs that I played in, uh, at Meridian in Meridian and his dad was a golf professional as well. Okay. Uh, so that's how he, got but, uh, so Sean was the head coach at Meridian community college. 
for I think six or seven years. And when I graduated high school, I, you know, decided to go play for him at Meridian okay. for two years. And I, so he was my coach then. And I finished up my college golf career at Mississippi state. Um, my last college tournament was the 2012 sec championship where Justin Thomas won. Really? You know, like top five player in the world right now. Yeah. 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 So when I was there, Sean was the assistant coach. Um, so he was, he was at Mississippi state for, I think four or five years. Okay. Um, and then he got the job up here at West Virginia and I was, I was so excited for him because he had been working so hard to get a head coaching job um, and kind of put in the time at being at Duke College and, you know, being an assistant health at Mississippi State. And when he came up here, I was, you know, so excited for him. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was at Rice University in Houston, Texas. I was an assistant there for five years. Okay. And, you know, one day, one day um, – he called me, I think it was the fall of 2018. And he was like, you know, Hey Clay, like my assistant is getting out of coaching. Um, you know, he's, you know, he had a young family and just couldn't do it anymore. And Sean was like, do you, you know, would you be interested in being my assistant? And I think before he even finished that sentence, I was like, yes, I'll be wow. up there. I'll yeah. pack my bags, you know, I'll, I'll be there. Um, just cause he and I were, you know, we're such good friends. I see him like an older brother. Right. And be able to, you know, work with him and be college coaches together. Just, it sounded like it. I mean, I kind of always envisioned it. Yeah. Um, and we had kind of always talked about it, like joking, like, yeah, you know, we're going to win national championships. Yeah. You know, you know, later on in our careers. Um, but when he asked me that, I knew I was coming up here. Um, you know, it was hard leaving Rice because all those, you know, anybody that you coach is, you know, kind of near and dear to your heart. Right, um, right. But I knew this was a great opportunity to, you know, further my college career and um, just to be with one of my, you know, really good friends. And uh, it was kind of a no-brainer to come up here. Yeah. Now, now when, when you went to your wife and said, hey, we're going to West Virginia, was she as excited as you were? Yeah, I was I was definitely nervous about that. Um, and there's there's actually a Lou Bryan song that says, you know, I'll move anywhere, West Virginia, I don't care. And it's kind of like we, you know, she she loves change and she likes to move around. Okay. And see, you know, see different things. And you know, I was nervous about it at first because I really didn't know anything about West Virginia. Yeah. Um. Other than, you know, it was in the Big 12 and, uh, you know, really storied, like, basketball team, football teams. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, had, we had no idea. You know, I've never lived anywhere north of, you know, Meridian, Mississippi. Wow. Um, so, to come up here, it was, it was definitely a big change. You know, also coming from Houston, Texas, where there are, you know, six and a half million people in that city alone. So, um you know, she was, she was nervous and excited at the same time. Um, and, you know, we had Chisholm, I think, was – he was three at the time. And then Indiana was just born. We moved when he was one month old. Wow. So, it was it was a big move. Um, but we are – you know, we're settled in and we, we're loving Morgantown. 
That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Well, that's great. So one of the questions I want to ask, I think kind of follows into that. You were talking about Sean, just, um, you know, building and working hard to find that, that position as a, a head coach. Is that pretty typical? I know we see it like in the football realm, you know, where an assistant coach will become, you know, the head coach and, and go mm-hmm. for that. Is it the same for you guys in the golfing realm? Do you see yourself as a head coach one day? Um, you know, how's that work for you all? I would say, yeah, I mean, definitely. I would say probably 90% of the head coaches out there at one time were an assistant coach. Okay. Um, you, you don't just try to, you don't get into college coaching and say, oh, I'm just going to go be a head coach. You know, you mm-hmm. got to, gotta you know start somewhere whether it's like equipment manager you know you know assistant coach um you know linebackers coach whatever it may be um so I would say I would say most coaches out there definitely have assistant um assistant coach time um and there's for in golf you can become if you're an assistant that long you can become an associate head coach which is kind of the same thing as being an assistant is just a different title. Gotcha. And being, you know, being in college golf is kind of different than football where you have, I don't know, 15 coaches or so. Mm-hmm. In golf, it's only two. You have the head coach, and the assistant coach. So you definitely split up the responsibilities. I mean, I wouldn't say equally, but, you know, you kind of, you pull your own weight. Um, gotcha. For sure. Yeah. That's, 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 that's interesting. And you think having that role as an assistant, then basically what you're saying is you feel that's essential before you ever go into a head coaching position, just to learn the ropes and figure things out. I think so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think so. And if you look at Nick Saban, all his assistants, um, you know, have gotten head coaching jobs, whether it's in college or going to the NFL for a bigger position. Right. So I think, I think it's definitely a good stepping stone and you learn a lot um, for the head coach that you work for. Um, right. Just how to handle day-to-day things, how to handle, you know, when a kid comes to you complaining about like, you know, I didn't make the lineup, you know, what's, you know, what's the deal mm-hmm. or just, just different stuff like that. You learn That's how good. to handle that. Yeah. Yeah. So along those lines then, Clay, let's say that, you know, a kid does come and he doesn't make the lineup wants to know what's going on. Um, now, in a situation like that, let's say Sean made the call, you weren't exactly 100% sure it was the right call. When you talk to that kid, do you come and, and you back Sean 100% in that decision and have 100% loyalty to him in that? Yeah, I, for sure. I think, especially when you're in front of the kid, like mm-hmm. if you're having – and it's the head coach, the assistant coach, and that player, you definitely back the head coach yeah. 100%. Now, when the player leaves, you know, you may say, like, well, you know, he's got a point. He, he played well the last round. Um, he may not have started out well with his first round of qualifying. Um, just different stuff. We, we look at a bunch of different things yeah. when it comes to using the lineup. Um, so, typically, we'll have – multiple rounds of qualifying and we'll throw out like the winner, you know, the winner goes, he's on the bus. Or the right. Day. Yeah. And then the rest will be like coaches picks. So we'll have four coaches picks. Well, you know, coming down, it kind 
in that fifth spot where the fifth guy um, could easily be replaced by the sixth or seventh guy. So, um, you know, if a kid comes to us, we just say, hey, um, we went with, you know, so-and-so this time for, for this course or, you know, he's played this tournament a bunch. Um, you know, his short game may be a little better, whatever it may be. So we, we explain the kid um, and then just tell him like, Hey, you got to be ready for the next tournament Yeah, because you know, you never know what could happen. You just got to be, you got to keep practicing while we're on the road um, and just ready to play. Yeah, no, that's really, that's, that's really good. And I, I like that. And so when you and you and Sean are sitting down to talk, then do you, sit down and say, Hey, and, and balance all this out. And then at the end, you know, he's got the final call. Do you um, just say, Hey, Sean, whatever you want, or how does that work? Or if you guys have a disagreement, say, Hey, I, the way you talked to him on the yeah. course, I didn't think it was the best. I mean, how does that go? Yeah. Ultimately, you know, the head coach has the final decision, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's his team. Um, right. And I can, you know, give him as much in, of my input, as possible and say like, Hey, you know, you know, this kid played really well the last round. He just didn't quite make the, you know, top five in in scoring. Um, but, but ultimately it comes down to his, his decision. And, you know, we don't, the, the fifth guy is not going to keep us up at night, you know? Right. Um, right. It's, you know, when you, when you go to these tournaments, it's, it's usually you take five and you count the four low scores. Mm-hmm. Well, it doesn't play well that round. You know, the score is thrown out anyway. Um, yes. So we try not to, you know, lose sleep over picking, you know, the, the fifth yeah. guy. Now, um, you know, and, and so something happens and one of the players act up or, you know, something hits the news. One of the golfers, you know, did this or did that. And Shane Lyons has to make a phone call and needs to meet with somebody. That's the head coach. His neck's on the yes. line with that? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And then you get to sit back and pray, right? <laughs> yes, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. And and I think that's part of it too. You know, we're there to back and support. And in an assistant in any position, you know, we've got to respect the fact that, hey, it is the head coach that that's next on the line. And, you know, my, yes. you know, for instance, somebody came into my office and said, hey, what if the basketball coach doesn't, fulfill all the duties of wearing mask who's that going to come back on like me mm-hmm. you know because because yeah. i have that final call i said you're safe don't worry about it because i'll be the one that gets the phone call or i'll be the one that hears about it correct yeah so that's good so yeah. so coming in be an assistant coach you said assistant five years there in houston then here at wvu mm-hmm. what were what are some of the greatest challenges being in the role of an assistant, Clay, that you have found um, difficult for you or um, challenging to get through? Yeah, so I, I, you know, I definitely think being away from family um, is tough. Mm -hmm. Um, A majority of the recruiting falls onto the assistants. I was going to ask that. Yeah, so, you know, you don't have Neil Brown out there on the road (laughs) 24-7 recruiting. right. Right. He sends he sends out the recruiters. So, mm-hmm. and and Sean Sean loves to recruit. I love to recruit. I love to travel and watch these kids play different tournaments. 
you get to experience, you know, different courses and whatnot. Um, I love the recruiting process, but and so, so does Sean. So since I've been here, I've been on, I think, four recruiting trips before everything okay. shut down, obviously. Yeah. And, and, um, but Sean also likes to get out there in the trenches as well and see with, with his own eyes, yeah. um, how, you know, reacts in a tournament and whatnot. Right. Right. Um, because in golf, you know, you can watch football film all day and say like, Hey, wow, that guy's good. Yeah. Well, in golf, a kid can send you his swing. You don't really get to see him play on the golf course. You don't get to see how he reacts to a bad shot or his attitude and whatnot. So it's really important for us to get out and watch these kids play um, in tournaments and, and we the eye test. And if you pass the eye test, you know, you're doing, you're doing a pretty good job. Um, And I think I obviously like to see it in person and Sean does as well. So um, yeah. So recruiting and being away from family, I think is, 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 because during the summertime, um, you know, any given summer, I'm gone, I don't know, probably 40 days or so wow. to go, go into eight or nine tournaments, just multiple, you know, on the road. Yeah. Um, especially when I was at Rice, uh, Texas um, has such a good junior golf program. I would just drive around and just watch kids play. Mm. Um, mm. Here it's more like we, I flew to Canada um, like my second day on the job and watched the, you know, the, the Canadian junior up there. Wow. Um, so I would, I would definitely say the time spent yeah. away from families is a challenge. Yeah. And I think a lot of times that could be any assistant because it seems like, you yeah. know, it, the assistants just, it's always picking up the slack or taking care of those other things and, and doing that. And, and there is a lot of time away. Now, how does your wife, yeah. does, how does she handle that with the kids? Does she have family come in? Is she a trooper and just goes through it, especially with the boys? Yeah, so um, she's been great. She, she has wanted me to be a, co- a college golf coach. Um, she, she knows my love of golf, and she knows that, you know, we'll be happy no matter what happens, yeah. uh, being a college golf coach. And so she gets that, you know, I got to, you know, leave and go on tournaments. And I mean, like tomorrow I'm leaving, I'll be gone for 17 days. Yeah. So, um, you know, she, she did great this past weekend, uh, when I was only gone for, you know, three days. Yeah. Um, but fortunately I think her parents are coming up. Okay. Um, next week. Um, so she'll have a few days by herself and then her parents will come up and help out a little bit. Oh, that's good. Um, she's seven months pregnant right now, so she, um, you know, it's it's yeah. hard to chase Bless her heart. One year older, yes, absolutely. So he's uh, a trooper, and I think if you if you talk to her, she she enjoys it. So, so would you say then going into this position or any assistant position, a wife is a key player in that? Oh, absolutely. Your wife has to be your biggest supporter. Okay. Yeah, sure. that's that's good. I think. it doesn't matter who you are, but I especially think in those positions and I I definitely see it in ministry too, you know, your wife can make or break, you know, who you are, because if you, if you feel guilty leaving and you're, you know, or you don't, there's not a trust factor there that can play even in your mental capacities to be able to perform the level you need to. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. That's really good. I'm going to bring Dan in. Um, 
So Dan, you've been listening and I think you might be muted. I'm not sure. But as you've been listening, you okay, I'm, I'm there you go. Now. Good, man. So come in with some questions you've been pondering or wanting to ask here. Yeah, sure thing. Um, Clay, I was, I was just thinking, you know, as the assistant, sometimes we have it in our mind of, well, it's, it's all about the position. And you were talking about uh, the assistant role, and most head coaches have been assistants at one time, and that's valuable for sure. But in a situation where you're in now, if as an assistant, if it's all about the position, you could move from the assistant and have a head coach job somewhere, but not maybe not have as fruitful of a career as if you stayed there as an assistant long term. And so how do you weigh out the balances? I'm, I'm thinking, you know, in, in our context, I was an assistant pastor for seven years at a larger church. Um, I am the pastor of a church that's not as large, and it's not all about the size. But uh, in that context, how do you weigh out the advantages of, I'm in a really good program right now. Uh, my ultimate goal is to be the head coach, but I would much mm-hmm. rather be an assistant in this role uh, in this place than be a, a head coach, you know, maybe a smaller school. Um, how, how do you, how do you process that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it depends on kind of what opportunity comes up. Um, because I know, I know assistant coaches, especially on college golf that have been there forever and probably will never leave. So so the Texas assistant, his name is uh, John Paul Abair, and he he will never not be the assistant at University of Texas golf. Um, he will stay there until you know till he retires, um, just right. because the head coach has been there forever. And um, I just I don't see he you know he played at Texas. He doesn't want to leave. Now you have that situation, and then. Um, I think I think it. I mean, obviously, it depends on what head coaching jobs uh, come up. So I would not take a head coaching job over on the West Coast. You know, um, in California, like Nevada, Utah. Like I, I just don't want to go over there. <laughs> kind of deal. Um, right. I'm from the South, so if a head coaching job at a you know an SEC school or you know even an ACC school came up. You know, I would look into it, um, but I, I don't. I wouldn't want to move my family just to be at a just to be a head coach anywhere. It would have to be the right spot at the right time um, at a place where at a place where I could see myself, you know, retiring at like my last school to be at. Um, and like I said, like I played, I finished up my college career at Mississippi State. And, you know, if that head coaching job can open, you know, I might entertain the idea. But if the head coaching job came open at, let's say, uh, like Cal Berkeley or, um, you know, like UAE or somewhere like that, I probably just would let it pass. Um, one, because, I, you know, it's a long move. It's a big move. Um, and I want my family to be, you know, in a, you know, in a good spot, um, so it kind of depends on, you know, it obviously depends on the school and, and the city and stuff like that. Um, 
you know, I'm just saying I wouldn't take a head coaching job just to take, you know, you want to take family into consideration. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that's, that's an important thing to consider. So then, then going on, um, let's say that, you know, Mississippi state opens up and you Mm -hmm. get this opportunity to be a head coach there or, or in the South. And now it's time for you to find an assistant. What, what are you looking for as you look for an assistant? Are you looking for someone you get along with? Are you looking for someone that will do the job that has a great background? What, what are some qualifications that you would look for in an assistant characterize work ethic wise, things like that? I mean, I, th- I think you said it uh, to begin with. The main thing is to look for someone that you're going to get along with, you know, on your worst days. You know, when you're having, you know, the, the worst day, a terrible time, you want to be with somebody that you can, you know, hang out with and get along with no matter yeah. what. Yeah. And I really, I strongly feel like Sean and I have that going on for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you, you spend, you spend so much time, uh, you know, with, you know, the head coach, assistant coach relationship, you spend so much time together that you have to be able to get along, you know, yeah. or you're going to, you know, other's head off um and i so i think that's critical um and that's, i think that's where i excel the most uh you know being from the same hometowns knowing the same people yeah um you know i played for him you know for three years yeah. um, and I, you know obviously i see him as an older brother yeah and um you just you got to be able to get along with somebody Everything, you know, history, like what that coach has done, you know, how many tournaments he's won, all that kind of takes a back burner to, you know, do I like the guy? Mm-hmm. Um, is he the players? Um, you know, does he show up on time? Um, stuff like that. Just the small things yeah. uh, really make a difference. Yeah. Um, in that sort of, you know, head coach, assistant coach relationship. No, that's good. I, I think that's good. So when you – when you're looking at going in um, as an assistant, do you go in trying to make sure that that life is as easy for Sean as possible? I mean, I'm going to make sure I take care of these little things so he doesn't have to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I, whether it's expense reports or, um, you know, we have to keep up every single hour that the, that our players, uh, you know, contribute to golf during the week. Okay. Um, it's called a time plan and you know the NCAA gives us 20 hours a week that we can you know you know make the guys kind of do whatever we want to but we can't go over that 20 hours um so we have to record that um just a lot of paperwork um little stuff like fueling up the van you mm-hmm. know um just making sure the guys have enough golf balls golf tees you know make sure their towels are clean clubs yeah. are clean yeah um, now, you know, John does a lot of work. Um, that we both do, but he, you know, he does a lot of work. He likes, he likes to do his things on Excel and, and PowerPoint mm-hmm. and whatnot, which, um, yeah. um, and he's, he's very much a, uh, a planner. I would say he's a professional planner. Okay. Um, such a thing. Um, so he, you know, he does a great job. He's a great head coach. Um, and you know, I that's awesome. I, I do 
I do what needs to be taken care of. If I see something like we have the indoor golf studio, you know, if it needs to be vacuumed, I vacuum it up, make sure, you know, it's presentable. Um, you know, usually we would have recruits coming in and out of their visiting, obviously not now. Yeah. Um, but you, you got to make sure it's clean. Got to make sure that, you know, I wash the van, you know, after you use it every time, just yeah. little, little details that kind of, keep keep the program going that's it I, I those are the things that i know like with me it's not that i i wouldn't do it it's a lot of things i don't think about doing you know because i'm thinking mm-hmm. i'm the i'm the vision guy i'm the the future guy i'm always on tomorrow so we get back the last thing i'm worried about is the van gas in the van or if the van's clean and having mm-hmm. someone that that pays attention to those details man that makes a huge difference mm-hmm you know, from, from the church side or even from your side that the vans and the vans always look good, by the way, I see them out your transits. They always look great. <laughs> great oh, job yeah. on that. Great job on that. Clay, you take pride in that. It, it, looks, <laughs> it shows, it shows as you guys go. You. Well, Clay, I think that sums it up for me today. Um, you know, as you, as you're talking to other assistants or let's say, you know, we've got some assistant coaches out there that are listening from a, a middle school or a high school level and they're, they're wanting to step into a college rule. What are some things that you could share with them or some assistant pastors that, that are thinking about, okay, I think I'm ready to cross over into that um, head pastor rule. What are some things that you would encourage them to do now as they prepare, they get ready? Yeah, I think, you know, the first thing is just showing up and being there, uh, especially, you know, with my players, if you're, you know, 90% of it is just being there for them, mm-hmm. owing their wants and needs, um, you know, helping them get to class if they need to, send them a text saying, hey, you got this paper due, you know, next week or yeah. just just stuff like that, uh, little reminders. Um, on the golf course, you know, I walk with the players, like keeping them positive, keeping yeah. them upbeat. You know, golf is not the end-all be-all. You know, if you hit a bad shot, you know, let's get over it. Let's yeah. find the ball, yeah. you know, hit the shot and try to get out of trouble. Um, so I think just, you know, just little details like that makes a world of difference. And, you know, these players, they see that, you know, yeah. Um, and they know that, you know, if, if, you know, if they call you, I'm going to pick up on the first ring and That's if you awesome. need a ride or you need, you know, I, I watched, we were, I saw a funny story. We were, uh, in Hilton head, like I said, this past weekend and, <laughs> You know, the airport, it snowed here. Yeah. So the airport closed. We couldn't fly back on the day we were supposed to. Well, the guys only packed for, you know, <laughs> days. Uh-huh. You know, they brought you know, a pair of pants and a shirt. Yeah. Know? So I did clothes for the guys that were staying in my house. Um, so just, you know, just little things like that. Show them that, you know, you care about them and – um and whatnot really goes a long way to uh, to helping these guys cope with everything that they have to throughout the day. Well, so if I sum that up, then if you're listening, you're like, okay, what do I do? It sounds like what you do is you serve, you get your eyes off yourself. It's not about you. Correct. You got to have that service mentality. That's awesome. Hey, Dan just sent me, you have to be, you have to be selfless, selfless. There you go. That's awesome. And, and really when you're hiring somebody, that's what you want. Yes, Correct. You know, that's awesome. All right. So Dan just texted in this question, Clay, um, after working for two different head coaches, 
what are some ways that you had to adapt in order to work with two different styles of personalities and philosophies? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, at, at Rice, we were, we were in the conference USA, which it was a good golf conference. Um, but we weren't in like the big five, you know, right. We weren't in a conference, um, here at WV, like we're in the big 12 is, this is like the major leagues of golf. Yeah. Um, I think at tournaments, you know, making, you know, making those connections with the other head coaches is huge. Um, and, you know, I knew – I didn't know the head coach going into Rice, so mm-hmm. I had to do a lot of to to understand, you know, his needs and, you know, his routines and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was a, a, a big learning curve um, doing that. Coming up here to WVU, like, I knew how Sean runs his programs, mm-hmm. know what he does. So it was, it was a little bit easier of a transition – I guess you'd say. Yeah. Um, so if a guy, so, so if an assistant gets hired in with a senior pastor, you would say, Hey, listen, you need to figure out this guy's routine, what he desires, what he likes and doesn't like. I mean, you've got to, you got to do some correct. homework there. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to cross any lines with him, like do something that he doesn't like. Right. Or whatnot. On a, like after workouts, for instance, like after workouts, Sean likes to, you know, get a team together and give a little speech, you know, whether it's, you know, what we're doing that day or like you know, great work in the workout room. Like, yeah, that's when I just sit back and, you know, I listen intently to him. Um, and you just, you know, you kind of let him do his own thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you know when to, you know, step in and you know uh, when to just kind of hang back and watch. That's great. This has been great, man. Thank you. And awesome. thank yeah. you for being I part of this it. for us today. This was a lot of fun. And I'm sorry Dan couldn't get directly involved, but I'm glad we got a couple of his questions in and he was oh, yeah. able to to do that. So, hey, if you got any other questions, you can um, mm-hmm. even get a hold of me. And I know Clay's information is online as well. And we would be there to answer any questions you might have as a follow-up uh, to this podcast. And we're just thankful that he was able to join us. And so thank you for tuning in and downloading Art of the Assistant. If you want to pass this on to anybody else, we greatly appreciate it and hope it to be encouragement to you and, and whoever else you think might benefit from the interview today. Let's so go now.